I'm former Congressman Gary Franks. And I'm his son, Gary. I'm millennial. We're discussing everything from politics to sports and pop culture. From very different perspectives. We speak frankly. Welcome back. How are you, Gary Jr.? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. Listeners, I tell you, this is a fun time of the season. I'll talk about baseball and the Yankees having a miserable start. But for basketball, this is really a fun time, Gary. I tell you, and we're as we're speaking, we just both saw a phenomenal performance by Steph Curry, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get into a little, little more of a discussion on that performance against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, but bottom line, Gary, it's a fun time of the season because we're getting into the playoffs. The, the best of the best will, will rise to the top. The cream does rise to the top all the time, and barring injuries, obviously. And, you know, it, it's um, you got some of our favorite players still in the mix here. You got some teams that are uh, overperforming. You got some teams that are where they should be. But bottom line of it is, as we move to that next round, because right now the first round, oh, I'm sorry. You had the play-in round, and then now we have the first round is done, and, and we're getting ready to uh, give, well, a game has been played on on, on the courts of uh, of two of the teams that represent the East and two of the teams that represent the West. But for the most part, we're really getting into the meaty part of the playoffs uh, really this week. But so, so Gary, any, any introduction you'd like to make? Any comment you would like to make before we kind of dig into what will be an exciting season and see how final, I should say, part of the season and also be able to uh, talk about some predictions and some outstanding performances that we've already witnessed thus far. Well, yes. Uh, first, you know, we have to congratulate all the teams again to the second round. Uh, this NBA season has been a very interesting one from the standpoint of there really isn't a – uh, favorite that everyone believes is going to win the whole thing, which I think is very good for the NBA. Uh, seeing the Milwaukee Bucks a one seed lose to the Miami Heat. Now we know wow. that Giannis was injured for, yeah. for, two, for two games of that series, but still the Miami Heat beat them pretty easily in that series, even when he uh, came back. So like a drug. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So you don't really know what's what's going to happen. And in that series, you know, we've been saying this for a while. Uh, Giannis was exposed in that series. He missed 13 free throws at the end, you know, of the final uh, closeout game, which is why he isn't the best player in the NBA, but the media keeps trying to tell us he is. He is a top three player in the NBA. No question about that. May even be top two, but he's not, he's not the best player. And, you know, and he showed that um, in that series, playing hot potato with the ball so he wouldn't get fouled, which is just unacceptable. But I know he'll bounce back from it, and I know he'll play great uh, uh, next season. But uh, the one thing that definitely um, interests me and intrigued me, and this is actually a bad thing, and this is something that, that I really would want the NBA to really focus on, and they've been doing it for the last, I would say for the last three or four years, the officials have to get out of the way. Hmm. The officials are controlling too much of the tempo of the games. And we were just talking about Steph Curry. Uh, Steph Curry played phenomenal 
um, in Game 7. You play like a superstar. You play like a top 10 player to ever play the game, uh, a type of uh, game today, because nobody on his team was really helping him out there, and he played great. And he was guarding De'Aaron Fox a little bit um, in that game as well. So he was doing it on both ends of the floor. Uh, but the Sacramento Kings now were a running, you know, a running gun team, and the refs just called fouls every two seconds. They changed the the, uh, the way the game was officiated throughout. They started off as a very physical game, and it was a very physical series. And then they just changed it in the second half, and it was just ridiculous to see the Sacramento Kings just be taken out of their their rhythm and completely. Um, you know, surprised and shocked. And then obviously, because they're a young team, they got tight and they started missing shots because, uh, you know, calls weren't going their way and it, and it just got, it just got out of hand. Uh, so, and look, it's not just that serious. Um, you know, I can say the same thing with the Clippers and Phoenix Suns. They let the Clippers get physical with the Phoenix Suns when they were in LA or when they want the series to go longer. And I think they need to, uh, stop controlling the outcomes of the games and start to just officiate the game, you know, officiate every series the same or, or close to the same. Um, but we'll see, you know, if, um, if that happens, if that continues, but uh, the two get, you know, the two series <coughs> that, that I already started, the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets and the, uh, the Knicks and Heat, um, I'll, I'll briefly talk say, about. There's, Gary, let me uh, interrupt you for a second. I'll make comments on Milwaukee and also on the, uh, and really, the start of the, of the, uh, well, the seventh game of the, of the series. But yeah, I sure. comment about the, the Bucks and the and the, and the Miami Heat because that was just a couple of comments on it real quickly. I tell you, when I say cream rising to the top, I I think today even on ABC they mentioned how the coach of the Thibodeau said, "I never saw Jimmy Butler being all that good." I'm shocked that he's performed, that he's elevated himself to this level. Jimmy Butler's always been a stud. Maybe not when he started. Obviously, there was games when Jalen Rose was running the Chicago Bulls, when Jalen Rose was the team. And Derek Rose. Derek Rose. Hmm? Derek Rose. You mean? Derek Rose. I'm sorry. Derek Rose, not, not Jalen Rose. Uh, Derek Rose was the team. He's the MVP, obviously. Uh, that he was just getting his, you know, le- learning the game more or less. I mean, he didn't come from a high-profile high school program and wasn't a super All-American in high school. Then went to Mar- you know, Marquette and played. But the bottom line of it is, Jimmy Butler is a stud. He is, he is something. He is one of the best players. And he rises when on the occasion. 42 points, eight rebounds, and four assists in the game against against the, 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 the uh, Bucks. And it's not like Giannis was laying down. Giannis had 38 points and 20 rebounds. I mean, that that's, <laughs> that's, that's a good game. Uh, so, you know, but bottom line of it, Bam had 20 points and 20 rebounds and 10 assists. So, the Heat, and one of my favorites, I like this guy. I know we don't talk about him that often, nor does he deserve to be talked about that often, is Kevin Love. He had 15 and 12. 15 points, 12 rebounds. The guy's like 81. But the bottom line, of, probably near Biden's age. But the bottom line of it is, I'm just joking. Bottom line of it is, he, that being Jimmy Butler, took the whole team to another level. And he led that team from an eighth seed to beat the number one seed. And it's not like the Bucks were a bad team. And then they had Lopez. They had True Holiday playing playing well. We had 16 points, nine rebounds, and six six assists in the last game. They had Middleton, you know, who's been out 
a lot with, with injuries. They had the players. The Heat did not have one of their star players. They didn't have Harrell, and they still won. And so, in the first game, we were getting ready to talk about that, and I'll make a couple of quick comments. You know, I did not think the Knicks were going to lose their first game to the uh, to the Heat at New York. Butler turned his ankle, and they still they kept him on the court. He was like he played he played like a like a I don't know what you call it, buddy. He never even touched the ball after he got hurt. I don't think he literally, and I say didn't touch the ball, I mean literally did not touch the ball. He put himself in the corner and waited for our teams to, uh, you know, waited for the both teams to, come, you know, engage. And then if they wanted to throw the ball to him in the corner, he'll take the shot because he'd be wide open. But the bottom line, he was doing one man four corners. <laughs> he was just over in the corner because he couldn't move. He had turned his ankle. We'll see. Hopefully it's not that severe. Hopefully he'll be able to play in the next game. But, the team still beat the Knicks, who did not know how to win, and obviously they didn't have their number, their leading scorer, which is a big deal. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. You don't have your leading scorer, leading rebounder. It's a big deal. You know, Julius Randle still recuperating, and so uh, they just fell apart. I never saw so many air balls in the last you know three minutes of a game than I saw in the Knicks against the Heat game, and that was in front of Patrick Ewing, in front of all the old Knicks players. It was kind of sad to see how they fell apart in a game that was, relatively speaking, close. Ended up being a, a somewhat of a blowout. And so Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat, one of the best coach teams, Riley sits back there. They show him about 15 million times during the game because he is still pulling the strings of that team. And, oh, that's right, he won a lot of championships. Yeah, I guess he knows what he's doing. And once again, the Miami Heat has won a few championships as well, his coach. So it was it was something to see the Heat from the eighth spot had a struggle to get in uh, into that playing round, uh, do so very, very well. I'm very happy for them. But I'm not so happy that I want to see them win against the New York Knicks. I want to see them lose the New York Knicks. I want to see the Knicks go to the next round. But we're going to make predictions a little later. But I just yeah, want and, those comments. And I wasn't, because, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. I just want to make those comments because Milwaukee was a good team. Don't, it's not like you can say, oh, well, the Bucks. No, they were a good team. They won the most games in the NBA. Not that the regular season means that much. We know that. It's just for placement purposes. But they had their star their star players, two of them all-stars being uh, Drew, uh, Drew Holiday and, and, and the Greek Freak, who's an MVP candidate this year again. Um, and they lost. So the, it, I'm tipping my hat off to Jimmy Butler because clutch time, he made the bucket. He made the bucket. He made the steal. He got that rebound. He played extremely well. And we know that the Knicks are going to have their hands full if Jimmy Butler is healthy throughout this this series. Well, uh, you know, I'll touch on that just for a second. That's what I was going to mention. Um, out of the two, you know, out of the two series, the Phoenix Suns and Denver Nuggets and Knicks and Heat. The Knicks' loss was worse, and it was worse because they lost at home. It was. Um, it was. And, and that's the, the biggest thing. However, the, uh, you know, I disagree with a lot of what you were saying about the, about the Knicks. I think what happened in that, in that game in particular was that the New York Knicks, they, they, needed, you know, they need Julius Randle in this series. The Knicks are going against a team um, in the, uh, the Heat that, have, that has very, very good – Defensive guards. They do. They and do. That's, and that's what they have. They they are not a big team. Well, the New York Knicks are a big team when Julius Randle plays. So they're going to need Julius Randle in this series. So, I, so, you know, I'm not really concerned. I think what happened 
in the in the Heat and in Buck series is once they lost Giannis, they were the, the Milwaukee Bucks were no longer a big team. Yeah, the Bucks are actually probably the biggest team in the NBA. Yeah. When they lose Giannis, who plays four, and now you just have Brooke Lopez, who's just a regular five, and Bobby Portis is, is playing out in the perimeter, you lose your height. And that's that's the thing that the Knicks don't have right now, and it, um, and it showed in that first game. Um, so, One more thing know. I can add, Gary, before you switch subjects. I think Thibodeau was totally outcoached. I mean, those guys. R.J. Barrett made a couple of baskets. Thought he was, he thought he was Michael Jordan, and then he just went one on one. He only used one hand. I should say one and yeah, I guess one on one, but one one, one on one on one, <laughs> and it was ugly. It was downright ugly. He's not that good. He's solid, but he's not that good to be dominating the game. He, in other words, he's not Steph Curry. He may think that he is. He may think that he is. He's not okay. And they were going one on one to the point where. All the Villanova guys, that being uh, obviously Brunson and and uh, you know, I can't think of the guy's name, uh, but like Josh, Hart. Josh Hart, you know, they're they're used to passing, cutting, getting the shot open, getting a shot in that manner, moving the ball around. They started to go one on one, especially Josh Hart, who cannot go one on one, and they were there throwing up air balls, you know. So they they just were those, at the end of the game, they looked like, like a total disaster. You wonder how they even got to the to this round in the playoffs, but. You know, I think that there's no question that Julius Randle will give a little more and will allow them to get back to their 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 roots, so to speak, and Thibodeau can coach a better game because I think he was absolutely terrible as a coach during that game. Absolutely terrible. Could not have been worse to see such a debacle at the end. Could not have been worse. And why was it the, why was it such a debacle? Because everyone was going one-on-one. <laughs> and they next aren't that good. There's no player on that court that could play like someone named by the name of Steph Curry and go one on one and get fifty points. This you know I don't you know, no. Okay. They could have one good game and maybe get to thirty five, maybe forty. No, but fifty no. And but they played and acted like at the end. As though each one of them could could get put put up fifty if they had to. And they can't. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's definitely true. But at the same time, you got to look at the, you know, I don't want to focus too much on this series because, uh, um, you know, it's only one game. Only one game. And, and Tom Thibodeau, to me, was not as outcoached as you're saying. I think what happened is the Knicks players panicked and they went back into what they normally uh, were doing in the past, which which is basically be a bunch of individuals. And that's yeah. when things went left. Uh, but, but uh, you yeah, know, I want to switch series uh, to mm-hmm. the uh, – uh, to the Phoenix Suns and Denver Nuggets, and that was, you know, I. In that series, I'm not even. Uh, real quick, let's do this real quick. Do you think the Knicks will win this series? You know, Gary, I I, I like the Miami Heat. I really do like them, but I love the Knicks. So that's the that's the thing. I think that is it. Really does pivot on whether or not Julius Randle will be coming back. It's as simple as that because they they. Um, if he doesn't, they will shut down and bottle up our Brunson. And Josh Hart is, is, is a solid player. We'll never, I hate to say this, Josh, you'll never make an all-star team, but you're a very solid player, always have been, and you're a winner. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Not just, not just because you won with the um, with Villanova, and I think you also were on the championship team with the Lakers, but you are a winner. And so I, I have high praise for you. But without Julius Randle, without someone who can say, give me the ball and can actually post and score, because what they're doing against Jalen Bronson is very smart. I mean, they're running against one of the best, smartest 
basketball minds active today and the kind of and Pat Riley. They're building a wall. So as soon as as soon as Brunson would penetrate, it would start to penetrate, there's a wall. And believe me, I remember when I was in sixth, seventh grade in high in, in grade school, and and Wilson Wilson High uh, grade school put up a wall and I was bringing the ball up the court. I couldn't get over because th- those guys were big. They were all over age, but they were, <laughs> they, they were just big. And literally, they could put their hands together and touch each other. They put three guys up front. They could literally hold hands. And I couldn't get, I literally could not dribble through. You know, so that's a wall, okay? That's a wall at the elementary school level. Well, at the NBA level, it's even worse because these guys are not only big and strong, but they're also very talented. And so that's what they did against Brunson. That's why you need a Julius Randle. You need someone that you can kick the ball off to that breaks up that wall because you can't put a wall just like doing a box and one. You got you got you got three good players. You can't do a box and one. It's kind of hard. But if you if you don't, yeah, you, you can stop that one guy. But Randall defeats all of that. And so if they have Julius Randall, Knicks will win. If they don't have Julius Randall, Knicks will lose. And so um, it's, it's really as simple as that. Yeah, so Gary, I tell you, when you look at the fact that the the Suns, I don't know what happened in that game. They were they didn't look that good, obviously. <laughs> um, but you know, I um, saw how. What, what do you have to say about it? What do you have to say about the the, the first the first game of Denver and the Suns? Because we we both have the Suns going going pretty far in in the Western Conference. Uh, but um, what are your comments? As you looked at that first game, it was pretty ugly for the Suns. I don't know. Well, I don't believe it was. I believe it was ugly for Kevin Durant. I thought he couldn't take care of the basketball, which I thought was a major problem. But mm-hmm. the second thing, you know, and the most important thing is Denver made every shot. They didn't miss. They didn't. Eric Gordon, I don't think missed a shot the entire game. That's not going to happen again. Uh, Jamal Murray was, you know, was great. That's going to continue. Michael Porter Jr. was great. You know, and the Phoenix Suns only made seven threes all game. So this was really just a bit of bag of shells, honestly. It, it, was, it was a perfect game for Denver, for Phoenix to come in um, into, you know, mile high. I think that definitely affected the Phoenix Suns. And and uh, I wasn't really surprised. Yeah. I'm not, Denver won game one. Now, I'm look, not either. Like, not. like we said before, if, if the Denver Nuggets – were on the road. I'm sorry, were the Phoenix Suns were at home and they lost this game? Different conversation. Different right. story. It's not a big deal. They lost game one. I expect Phoenix to go out and win game two. And then we got a series. You know, it's going six or, you know, it's going seven games. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Um, the Denver Nuggets are a complete team. They are a, 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 a very deep roster. Their problem is they don't play defense mm-hmm. and they're not going to be able to hit uh, those shots at that consistent uh, level throughout the entire series. I so, agree. So all in all, I wasn't I wasn't concerned at all. But you know, the two things that need to happen is the Phoenix Suns have to have Chris Paul on the ball and Devin Booker running the point. You can't have Kevin Durant doing it. That that because what the defense does to Kevin Durant, and this is his biggest weakness, is his frame. They literally just play almost a boxing one on him, and he's not strong enough to play bully ball. So he's forced to, you know, to, to pass the ball, and he gets into a double team and then to turnover. So they, so he has to play in spots, which is fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But but I expect the Phoenix Suns to make the adjustment. I agree. I'm not I'm not that impressed by the 
uh, fact that the Nuggets won their first game, they were supposed to win the first game. And to me, if you win by one, if you win by 20, it's, about, it's the same. Same thing. Uh, so they're not going to shoot like they shot the, uh, the other day, Gary. You know, Jamal Murray was, he's a great shooter, but, you know, he, he's 13 for, four, for 24. Um, he had nine assists. He had 34 points. The Joker was below 50% on shooting. He was nine for 21, but he had 19 rebounds, uh, 24 points. Uh, Michael Porter, he saw 55% from the field. He had, he had, 14, he had uh, 11 points. Bruce Brown, he shot over 50% from the field. He's on shot about 60% from the field. He had 14 points. And then then Mr. Gordon, I mean, my God, he shot nine for 13 from the field. He had 23 points. It's not gonna be like that all the way, all, all the time. So I'm not I'm you know, granted they won their first game. They were supposed to win that first game, but I do not see a need to be concerned with the series. The Suns will win. It may take six, may take seven but the Suns will prevail. Uh, Kevin Durant, even though uh, you mentioned it already, wasn't a, okay, we have about 30 points. Okay, he had 29 points, he shot 12 for 19, excellent shooting percentage. He had 14 rebounds, That's outstanding. And then his running mate, uh, Devin Booker, shot over 50% as well. He had eight assists and he scored 27 points. And, and DeAndre Ayton shot over 50% from the field. He had 14 points, only seven, seven rebounds though. But the bottom line of it is because Kevin Durant led the team to scoring with 29 and led the team rebounds with 14. But I'm not that concerned. Uh, Chris Paul was 5 for 11, 11 points, 5 assists. Uh, but, but I think that they will they will prevail, and <clears throat> but it will take – it will be a series. But I think that when it comes to this point in the, in the playoffs, Gary, I don't anticipate anyone winning four straight. I mean, I, I just don't see that. It's just the nature of the beast. As you get closer to uh, the, the Western Conference Championship game and the Eastern Conference Championship game, it's it's going to be very difficult for anyone to run the table at this point. No one's, as you said at the be on the onset, no one's that good. Okay, no one's that good to actually run the table. I know. I completely agree. And. And let me say this as well, because you you know you were hard on Tom Thibodeau. I'm, I I want to be hard on Monty Williams for a second. Why is Monty Williams uh, decided to move Torrey and Craig to the bench when he was playing so well in um, the first series? Mm. Why change it? Why? Mm. He was playing great. What he does is he gives you spacing. So the reason why you know going just going back real quick to the Knicks series, just real quick, just for uh, for the listeners, uh, you know, because I want to add just one thing. You're able to play a wall, or I'm sorry, put a wall against Jalen Brunson, and they did the same thing against Giannis too. If you don't have a lot of shooting around them, well, the Phoenix Suns have a lot of shooting, so you can't do that. But Torian Craig is one of the guys that can really shoot. You know, that's on the roster, and he can play great defense. So why is he not in the game? He's their call, Will Pope. Mm-hmm. But he should be starting. Uh, that will take some pressure off of of uh, off of. Devin Booker and Chris Paul can now Tory and Craig can guard Jamal Murray, and then it changes you know the whole um, you know persp- the whole outcome of the series. But uh, but yeah, you know I agree with you. I think Phoenix will win in 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 seven. And I didn't make my Nick prediction. I think if Julius Randle comes back, the Knicks will win in seven. If he doesn't, the Heat will win in six. And I agree. The only thing that I would add for the Knicks. Heat series is the status of 
of Jimmy Butler, but he's going to play through it. Yes. Jimmy's going to play through it. Yeah, so that's yeah. not even a concern because he uh, he will play through it. I mean, that, that's that's the way he, he's uh, been brought up. And quite frankly, um, with Pat Riley as the general manager, president of the team, whatever you want to call it, you know, he expects that of everybody. You know, so he expected that of of Patrick Ewing back in the day. I mean, he expected that for everybody. That's that's just a Patrick. That's just a, a Riley team. So. Uh, he's going to play through it, but so I think that the big question is on Randall. I'm not sure about the severity of his injury or what the time frame is for his return, but it, it does pivot around that. I don't; they cannot win without him. Um, so that 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 will be the determining factor. So, so let's do some quick, some quick or uh, rapid fire here. You know, we can take our time explaining our picks, but uh, these other series um, have not. I've officially started yet, so we don't have a, a whole lot uh, to say on the matchup per se, or maybe we do. But, you know, we'll start with the series that the media is going to be talking about every five seconds, and that's the Lakers and Golden State Warriors, the series that I actually care the least about. Uh, I expect Golden State to win in six games, um, and the reason why I expect that is because, uh, you know, if the refs get involved, it won't matter because Golden State's used to it. Number one, and when I mean the refs get involved, I mean calling fifty thousand fouls. And the second thing is that the Golden State Warriors, their strength uh, is is the Lakers' weakness. The Lakers are a great defensive perimeter team. Uh, I'm sorry, great uh, paint defensive team because of Anthony Davis. They're very good at protecting the rim. Well, the Golden State Warriors don't really care about that. They don't really need, uh, you know, they'll get layups and do all those type of things. But they are really more of a three-point shooting team that that relies on a lot of ball movement, which the Lakers don't. If you if if you notice, the Lakers don't have a lot of great defenders, so especially off-ball defenders. So then I, you know, so that's an advantage for Golden State, and the Golden State Warriors do have a very good defensive team. If the Lakers are going to have a shot of winning the series, they're going to need Anthony Davis to basically play great every single game, which I don't think that will happen. So I'm going to pick the Golden State Warriors in that series in the six games. And, and Gary, I, I agree with you. And I also think that uh, of all the series that we're going to be looking at, I'm assuming that Randall will come back for the Knicks. Uh, this could be the shortest series. <laughs> I really do believe that it's possible that it could go five. Um, Golden State, they've been together as a team for quite some time, as we all know. The Lakers are patching in this, patching in that. Players are inconsistent, consistent, especially uh, Anthony Davis. He's, he's demonstrated that. LeBron is old. Uh, Austin Reeves is not as good as they think he is. And so the bottom line of it is the Lakers aren't that good, let's put it that way. And Golden State, I don't think we'll see. Clay Thompson play more poorly than than he than he played last the, the other night. Uh, I don't think we'll see that again. And I think Draymond's playing this part. He's doing exactly what Draymond has done. If he can stay on the court and not get thrown out of games, I think that it could end in five. I think Golden State can run right right through him. And if Steph, as he said in this post game interview, he said, "You know, when I'm looking for my shot, things usually work out well." Duh, that's true, <laughs> because he doesn't look for a shot sometimes. During the regular season, he kind of runs around, you know, and he plays his 31, 33, 24 minutes or whatever, and, you know, let, let the, lets the flow of the game allow him to score. 
but today he was the other day, Gary, he was just looking for his shot. Now, granted, he took 38 of them. That's a lot of shots. I took 24 and scored 48 points. He took 38 shots and got 50. But he shot 20 for 38. And and that's good. It's over 50%. When he's looking for a shot and going to the basket and doing that little dipsy do layup or a little finger roll and stuff, he is he's demonstrated he's pretty much unstoppable. He's getting up there in age. Can he do it for four or five games with a day apart? I think so, because bottom line of it is we're not talking about zone changes, time zone changes. They're playing in L.A. or they're playing in Golden State. That's not up, up, in, up the street. It's a shuttle ride. It's a shuttle flight. And so they're not going to go through, oh, boy, we got to go play all the way in, in Chicago. We're going to all play over in Oklahoma you know, they're not, or New Orleans. They don't do that. They're, they're right home. For more. They're in California throughout the series, like they were with Sacramento, the Sacramento Kings. And, and I think that helped them in, in that game, in that series as well. So I don't see how the Lakers, number one, I think it's impossible for the Lakers to win. I say that, impossible for them to win. And But I don't see how the series goes that long because Golden State is just that good. Looney had a phenomenal, had a fantastic game. He's going to drive Davis crazy. You, you, got, uh, you got Wiggins who, oh, wait a minute, all-star Wiggins. I don't think he's an all-star, but Wiggins, who didn't play that well today, the other day either, he's going to be trouble for people as well. And you got you got my one of my favorite players, Sean Payton is going to be all over around over Russell, and and Poole can't play as poorly as he played the other day either. And so I I just think that when you look at the team and the fact that they've been together for so many so many years for so long, I'm talking about Golden State now. They have a very good coach. They, they they've been there before. They have the poise. Half of the Lakers haven't been to this level. They've never been to this game before. Granted, Davis and, and LeBron have because they won a championship as the Lakers during that previous season. But most of the players are like this is like new turf for them. And LeBron is not the leader that. Some of the people on ESPN would want to make him out to be because he's damn old. So the bottom line of it is, who's going to lead the team? D'Angelo Russell? No, he's not. He's not going to be able to be that clutch player to be able to push them over the top. LeBron's too old. Davis is off and on. Austin, Austin Reeves is, you know, he gets shoot from the outside and, you know, makes his open, he makes his wide open shots, which is good. Some people can't hit wide open shots. And, you know, that's basically their team. So, I don't even see that being this being much of a of the of a thriller, so to speak, that they that the commission may want it to be. I think it's going to end rather quickly as long as everyone stays healthy on the part of the Golden State Warriors, and as long as Draymond Green doesn't get himself thrown out of a game for or, or games because of his behavior. Yeah, uh, just real quick, you know, just so the listeners understand, you know, we know that the Lakers. Uh, you know, the Lakers and Golden State Warriors, you know, it's going to get the most buzz. It's going to be on prime time because of Steph and LeBron. But the Memphis Grizzlies were a perfect matchup for the Lakers because they can't shoot. That's and, a, they, and they go right to the basket, and Anthony Davis and LeBron can just block it. That That's could, not going to happen. Eric, in that could not have been a better matchup for right, the Lakers. That right. could not have been a better matchup for the Lakers. Right, right, 100%. So, you know, that, you know we're not knocking the Lakers. We're just noting – this is a bad matchup for the Los Angeles Lakers. And and this is why, you know, we believe that the Golden State Warriors will win this series. You know, you said five. I'm going to go six. I think Golden State will have a bad game in L.A. And, you know, they, you know, LeBron goes to the line 30 times or something, and they win. But look uh, at Jared Vanderbilt's not going to scare anybody, okay? No. He's not going to scare anybody. 
He can barely get to ten points. Barely get to ten no, points. No, but he's a he's a great he's a great guys. He's a great paint. I want to mention their names, Gary. No one yeah. knows who they are, what planet they came from. Well, no one can name what college or what school they came from. No one can even name what state they're from. They are just what do you call it? journeymen. Matt Malik Beasley. Uh, he can say, "Oh, well, they had a good year." No, he can barely get to ten points. Troy Brown. He can barely stay on the court. I mean, Mo Bamba, these are a bunch of journeymen. Tristan Thompson, oh, boy, that's a good one. Yeah, they're a bunch of journeymen. Dennis Schroeder rises to the highest level, and he's just a journeyman, playing on 50 million teams. So what do the Lakers have? They have nothing. They have an old LeBron. They have an inconsistent Anthony Davis who, once again, I want him to be able to stay on the court. But he plays about 25, 28 minutes. That's what he played in the, in the game against, against the Grizzlies. Granted, granted, they won that game pretty Easily, so you're not playing that long. But the bottom line of it is, they're not good. Okay, they weren't good before they made all their tra- trades. They made themselves better, but still, they're not good. <laughs> so I don't see how they I, a sweep. That's very possible. But I'm going to say five. I'm gonna yeah. yeah, you're going. You're I'll going too far. Um, I'll give them I, one game. Yeah, you're going too far. All those guys you mentioned, they are. They are good role players, and they have their role. It just won't matter in this series. But let's switch to the other series real quick. The mm-hmm. final series, the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, I'm going to lean towards, and I don't know why, you know, I'm, I'm going to lean in, in this direction. One, Joel Embiid is doubtful for game one. So that, you know, luckily uh, on the first games in Boston, so it doesn't, it doesn't really make a difference anyway. That series is all going to go down to – how healthy is Joel Embiid? If Joel Embiid is healthy, I actually think the Sixers can win this series. Uh, but I don't believe he'll be healthy for, throughout, so I'm going to pick the Boston Celtics in six games. You know, Gary, that's the only series I'm going to have to actually punt. I'm not going to say at this point. I really, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take a pass on this because I think there's a, these are two uh, arch rivals, historically speaking, arch rivals, and going back decades, going back to the 60s and 70s, and and I I really don't have a feel for either either team dominating. I, I I will say this: I think that it will go if Embiid is healthy, and the Celtics are are relatively speaking healthy. I think it should go seven, but I, I really don't know. And I like both teams, so it's not like I can lean against one or not one not want the other one to win or whatever. But I, I I'm very sympathetic to the fact that I want Embiid to win the MVP award. But I know you're going to say that those votes have already been cast and it doesn't make any difference right now. So I do understand that fact. But I I, I would like to see Embiid have a great year uh, from the beginning to the end. And I think what, what adds to that is getting at least into the NBA championship, uh, getting that kind of monkey off his back. Whether he wins or not, to have him in the championship game, uh, that's what I would like to see. So I'm going to, though I think the teams are very evenly matched, I'm going to side, with, like you, with the uh, 76ers as far as who I think will win. Not because I think they will win, it's because I really want them to win. And so, um, you know, just like with the Knicks. Do I do I think the Knicks will win against Miami? I think they will, but I really want them to win against Miami, even though in that case I do like, well, I, li- I like the Celtics too. I like the Celtics team that they have put together. But I think the Celtics should pay a price, Gary, because quite frankly, I'm still somewhat irritated over the way they handled their former coach uh, who um, hit an infraction or alleged, well, 
the, the infraction that occurred, I didn't think warranted the, the type of discipline that they, they assessed on him. So I hope that they get, you know, somewhat of a jinx and, and that the 76ers can win for that reason. If that reason is the only reason, I would still appreciate that. And I hope when he, when he comes back, which will be next season, that coach can do a great job and, and have a chance to beat the, Lake, the Celtics sometime in his career as a coach with another team. Because what they did to the Celtics did to uh, Holier than now, what the Celtics did to him was not right. And I hope that um, destiny will prevail and, and that they, 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 they don't see the finals this year and that they sit back at home and watch some team like the, South, like the 76ers beat them and go on to the next round. Well, let's end on this note. Uh, the coach that he uh, that you're talking about is Ime Adoku, and he's already got a job with the Houston Rockets. That's what I said. I knew he was. I knew he was hired by some team. I didn't know which team. Granted, you know, you, you, he's with arguably one of the worst of the three teams that are bad. Four teams that are bad. Uh, he has. He probably has the worst of the four teams that are bad. So, but it, that that offers opportunity as well because anything's better than what it were. But. Uh, hopefully the the owner and the, and the town and the franchise will be patient with him because I think he's a real good coach. He's a solid coach. He, I think he did a great job last year, and uh, so and should not have been terminated. And bottom line of it is, hopefully, uh, fate will have it that they the Celtics go home early this year. So we're out of time for today. Don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>